Rock 94.7, what's up? Hey, Terry, it's Neil from Royal Bliss. Neil, how the hell are you, man? Good, brother. How you doing? Doing great, dude. Looking forward to having you guys back in central Wisconsin this weekend. We are going to grab our balls. Oh, yes, we are. And, and go bowling. And go bowling is how that sentence ends. So. <laughs> <laughs> Throw those balls down the lane. There you go. There you go. Now, the first thing we got to know, Neil, is uh, what's your average, man? How, how, how are you when you get up to the lanes there? How do you do? Oh, uh, yeah. You want to know how I bowl? I'm going to tell you how I bowl. I can do a smooth. I say my average is about 82. Ooh. Pretty, yeah, right? <laughs> uh-huh. You better watch out. Every once in a while, I get hot. Like It's kind of like pool, kind of like a lot of things I do in life. I'll either be really good at it or absolutely horrible. So I'm not going to do any expectations. I'm just going to have fun. I'm not going to try to be competitive. I'm just going to bowl and hope I don't make a total ass out of myself. Well, I mean, you know, some things are more likely than others, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, we were talking to uh, – now, the whole reason we're doing this is um, Matt Dorito, a mutual friend of ours from Pop yeah. Eagle, he's got this incredible charity, um, yes. Star Treatment. So w- when did you find out about Star Treatments? Well, Matt had told me about it a couple times. We've done a lot of shows with Pop Evil. And he had mentioned that he was starting something like that, and I thought it was an amazing idea that he should go for it. You know, I mean, it's nice when bands and people at that status and that position use a little bit of their celebrity and their talents to be able to help benefit others, especially, you know, children. And, um, and so it was kind of, he, he brought it up to us being a part of it. And, of course, I mean, we're going to jump all over being able to you know help him out i mean not only is he a, a great friend but he's, he's done some pretty amazing things and uh so be, just being involved with his charity is is cool because it's you know bands getting together to help benefit the community and of course i mean cancer touches everybody's lives in one way or another i mean it's hard nowadays to to live and not and be affected in some way either through family or a friend that has dealt with cancer and been through that battle. And, and it's, there's nothing worse than seeing children fight that battle. So we're, uh, we're honored to be a part of it. That's one of the things that the, um, the country music genre has really gotten behind is fighting childhood cancer with the St. Jude um, Children's Research Hospital in Memphis. I, I'm sure you've heard of the place. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. We do a lot for St. Jude here in Salt Lake. Yeah, I, uh, I actually had an opportunity to um, to visit the hospital uh, a couple of years ago. And, man, you hear those stories uh, from the parents and, and, and you meet the kids. And it just I mean, it just rips your heart out, man. But yeah. it's, uh, it also you know does your heart good to see those doctors in there and, and guys like you and Matt from Pop Evil fighting the good fight. Yeah, just trying to put you know, at least put a smile on their face, even if it's just for a moment and just raising money for research that we can hopefully put an end to it so here in the future to be less and less children that have to be affected by it. Now, um, Matt also warned us that he believes that you are the best bowler in Royal Bliss. Uh, Is that true, or do you have a ringer on the team? Are Um, are you the ringer? Uh, it'll it'll totally depend. Uh, like I said, if it's if I'm on that day, I'll be I'll be all right. But no, I don't think we have a ringer, but he's not with the crew anymore. Uh, so yeah, no, it's good to be you know musicians trying to bowl. <laughs> no, there's no ringers in this group. <laughs> nice, funny. nice. Now, um, now, Neil, uh, there's been a, a few notable changes with Royal Bliss over the past year. You guys are now working with an outfit out of Nashville. Nashville is the home of country music, and 
Um, so, so where's that at, man? Where, where's, where's the Royal Bliss sound heading? Um, well, I mean, we, it's, it's not a, much of a stretch for us. I mean, those that know Royal Bliss, you know, there's always a few songs on our record that could be considered country or southern rock. And we just kind of embraced that with this album, you know, adding Memphis, Tennessee um, to the band. He, he added a whole new flavor. And then we did some songwriting with a buddy of ours, Monty Powell. He's written a bunch of number one hits for, you know, people like Keith Urban and Lady Antebellum and Tim McGraw. We've been president of him for 16 years. He actually wrote on a couple other uh, Royal Bliss records with us as well. And we just wanted to write a record and not have, you know, not worry about it being anything. Just wanted to write great songs and kind of where we're at in our life right now. You know, we're, we're happy. I'm, I live in the suburbs with a beautiful wife and healthy kids. And I got a cat and a dog and a, white fence around my house, you know, so it's like the angst and all the hard times that really brought out the, the more aggressive and harder music, you know, it's just not there anymore, and, and rock music is seemed to go so much heavier and and more metal, and that's just not us, and, and Nashville's just embraced what we're doing right now, and I think it's good for us to kind of step into the country world to show them what rock's all about. I hope, I hope that, uh, hope that we can bring some rock fans over there and bring some country fans to rock because at the end of the day if it's all about great music hopefully we can all get together and have a party i mean whenever you split up the genres it's it's tough you know it's kind of like you're not going to eat pizza your whole life you're going to have some mexican food every once in a while too and i kind of look at it like that where you just experience everything good music is good music and, and putting a genre name on it i think limits people and, and the good music they can experience absolutely i i mean when you look at that last record that the zach brown band did and yeah. just the sheer volume of different sounds on there countries taking a lot of chances that the you know, rock can be reluctant to take yeah and that's it's unfortunate and we've watched that happen where you know the window of what you can play like you know like us putting out crazy and devils and angels and i was drunk and i mean i was drunk for country song and it used to get some love at rock radio and then now they're just like it's just not heavy enough it's not hard enough i'm like but well, these are great songs and the rock that i grew up on it would have gotten played on rock radio i mean led zeppelin and and, you know, I mean, bands like that would be played on rock radio nowadays. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine be... Could you imagine a band in active rock today coming out with a song like Jamaica? I mean, people would <laughs> all over it. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's just like, really? It's like one of the biggest hits. One of the biggest, if not the biggest hit they had as far as rock radio. Beatles. If a band were to come out with something on the scope of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band, people would <laughs> all over it. It's, and that's album's a friggin' masterpiece. Yeah, exactly, and then that's how that's how we look at it. I mean, there's, and that's the rock that we grew up on. So, you know, I, I just I'm stoked that country music has embraced it and and wants to give us an outlet. I just <laughs> I know there's going to be people that are like, no, no, but just I'm like, just give it a chance. And our new record, it's Royal Bliss. I'm not twanging out my voice. It's just we added some slide guitar. <laughs> that's yep. about it. <laughs> there it is, man. There it is. So as far as like, I mean, because you guys have worked, you guys worked in the in the rock arena. You're working in the country arena now. What's the biggest like cultural difference that you've noticed as far as like the whole business side of it? Um, I mean, it, it's very similar, but also there's, I mean, the major differences is, is and, I, and and I don't mean to have this sound bad at all, but. Country music, what I've noticed, I mean, first of all, everyone's super inviting and super nice, but you have to have, you have to have it together. I mean, 
the musicians and country music have just blown my mind, like from the guitarists to the drummers, I mean, all the talent and the vocalists and the songwriting. It's all about the song in country music. And in rock, I don't think it's necessarily about the song. I mean, it's, it's, it's gotten to be so much more about the look you know, all these bands and their makeup and everything else and all these gimmicks and, and country music, it's not about a gimmick. It's all about the music and the song. And so as far as that goes, that's, I mean, that's one of the biggest differences, which I, I enjoy because, I mean, we write all our own music and we work extremely hard to get better at our craft and better as musicians and better as songwriters. But the business side of things is, I mean, it's very similar. I mean, it's all the entertainment industry you know, how the radio works and how the labels kind of control all that. I mean, it's very, very similar. But the crowds, I mean, the crowds at a country festival and country shows remind me of an 80s rock crowd. I mean, it's all these beautiful women that dress up in their Daisy Dukes, just like, you know, they used to dress up in the cut-off rock shirts. And it reminds me of that vibe. Everybody just wants to have fun and have a party, and it's very positive. And I think rock has been kind of missing that, where it's just gotten so angstful and, and a little bit dark where, you know, the country's just, I mean, the world needs more happy. <laughs> and and, uh, and that's, that's one of the big differences that I've known. Rock, when, I mean, we've been around 18 years, so we were there in the beginning, seeing whenever rock was, you know, that's what it was about. It was about being authentic and the music and having fun. And, and then over the years, it just has kind of gone to something else that seems a lot more artificial. But I hope that, you know, it comes back around and we'll still be there when it does. You know, so, I mean, I hope that we can bounce between rock and country because that's who we are. I mean, we're Royal Bliss at the end of the day. Well, and who else are you going to be? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's, we don't want to be anybody else. You know, we're happy with who we are and, and the music we create. And if you don't evolve, you die. So we oh, don't yeah. want to die. I remember, uh, gosh, it must have been, it's been well over a decade after uh, the White Stripes kind of imploded and Jack White relocated to Nashville. He was struck yeah. by how supportive the scene is. Like, it, you know, oh, yeah. when in, in rock, the second you start to have some mainstream success, all of a sudden, all of your former, all of your friends start to hate you. Well, you must have sold out to get that. Whereas in Nashville, it's like, hey, you had some success. Good for you. I hope you get I hope you get <laughs> I hope to have it someday, too. You know, it just seems a little more positive. Yeah, exactly. And that was the other thing I loved about it. You know, they tend to embrace each other and support and be like, hey, let's write some songs together. Let's get together and jam. Let's come up on stage. And we always tried to do that with rock, like the bands that we toured with, you know, like bands like Boba Flex that we bring up and play with us, Waylon that we always have up on stage where you build that camaraderie and you push each other to be better. I mean, that's one of the best things. And we found in rock, like if we did too good opening for a band, that they won't let us play with them anymore. And it was like, if, as soon as we started doing better, all these like people that were in charge of these festivals and in charge of these radio stations that had pull here started yanking us out because they didn't want the competition. In country, it's the other way around. It's like, all right, let's see what you can do. You know, let's write, let's write <laughs> you're going to write this amazing song? Well, I'm going to write this amazing song and let's go play it together. And it's, yeah, it's supportive, which is the way it should be. I mean, you give everybody the best of all worlds when you work together instead of working against each other. I think that's why rock is flailing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've, I've uh, geez, I, I've seen so many. The other thing I appreciate about the country scene is that they appreciate radio. You know, yeah. they you watch the the CMAs and the CMT awards and the ACMs and every single artist from the from the from the up and comer to a guy like Brad Paisley 
who, I mean, a country radio is going to play what Brad Paisley could fart the alphabet and country radio is going to pay, going to play. Yeah. He, he's in that spot, but he still makes it a point him and Tim McGraw and all those and all those fart the alphabet guys. They make it a point to thank radio every time. And it's like, yeah, yeah. thanks for doing that. <laughs> they thank radio and they thank their fans. I mean, that's one big thing I see too. Country, country artists really appreciate their fans and they're out there talking to them and they're setting up VIPs, meet and greets. And they go to hospitals and they meet with kids. And, and, and I've seen that not be the case in rock. I mean, we would even get in trouble by certain bands and be like, why are you guys out at the Merskies talking to people? And different managers and labels would be like, oh, you got to hide in the background. And I'm like, no way. I'm going to go out and say thanks. Thanks for spending your hard-earned money on our music and coming to see us play live. Without the fans, the bands are nothing. And I think rock kind of scarred their fans. They're trying to pull out of it now, but you can see in country fans, that's why they love their bands so much because they feel like they're a part of them. And they are. And the artist makes sure that the fans feel a part of it. It's it's all big happy family, and that's the way it should be. Yeah, I mean, isn't that why you get up on stage in the first place to make a connection with a room full of people you never met before, and by the end of the night, you're down in the crowd singing, uh, singing home, and then you got the exactly. whole. That's why you do it in the first place, man. And I think, and that's what I've always appreciated about you guys, about you, Neil, and the rest of the boys in Royal Bliss. You guys get out there and you make that connection with fans. I don't care whether they call you a rock band or a country band. You guys are royal bliss at the end of the day, and you always make that conne- <clears throat> that connection with fans. Thank you, brother. I mean, and we always will. <laughs> We're not changing. We're going to make that connection again this weekend. It is Bowl with the band Coral Lanes and Rothschild raising money for star treatments. Uh, Neil, we cannot wait to see you and the boys again. I uh, can't wait to see you guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then we'll let you go back to the suburbs and you can bring down the property values like I do when I go home. So. <laughs> <laughs> right.